0: Need a miracle? Your miracle is here today. Right now. Welcome to Miracle Night. Your miracle is here. Your host, Prophet Jason Leopard. All righty, guys. I'm going to take these earphones off. I don't need them right now. I'll take these earphones off. I don't need them right now. But um, we are uh, we are on a subject tonight. I, I really I really feel the Lord's leading this way. Uh, we are on a subject tonight. We're going to talk about how God wants to bless you. What what does God see? This this is what I'm going to title this tonight. What does God see? about blessing you. What well, what does he say about it? Otherwise, we want to see what God thinks about blessing you. I know what we think that God wants to bless us, but what does God think about blessing us? What what is God's opinion on blessing us? Does he want to bless us with stuff that comes before him? Does he want to bless us with stuff that we ignore him and put this to put him aside and put these things before him because number one you got to understand in the Old Testament God was a jealous God in the New Testament God was a jealous God. you got to understand we does not we do we do not put nothing before God you understand what I'm saying we do not put anything before him He is a jealous God. He is a jealous God, so let's get in some scriptures to define what we're saying here because I always want to preach the word. I don't want to get outside of God's word because God's word is life. God's word, heaven and earth will pass, but his word will not. His word will not, my friend. So listen. I want to read a, a little to you here And uh, we're going to read from uh, Timothy six seventeen. I charge them that are rich in the world. This is what Timothy says. I charge them are are rich in the world, that they be not high-minded. See, number one, God does not want you blessed with a high mind. Just because you're blessed and got plenty of money, got cars, got this, got that, God does not want you to have a high mind. What am I, what am I meaning by a high mind? Have you ever seen people that's, I mean, they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth? Have you seen people so blessed that they just feel like they can't hang around low-life people anymore? Hey, Donnie. See, God don't want you like that. God don't want you to a place where you think you're too good to be around people. See I know some folks like this right now. It, it seems like God has blessed them with everything in the book, but they don't they can't sit at the same table with you because you don't have what they have. See, God don't want you like that because God is blessing you with blessings. God is fixing to pour out blessings on you but he does not want you to get high-minded Now I'm, I'm teaching you how to attain God's blessings but also keep God's blessing. who wants to keep God's blessings not I do I don't want to ta- I don't want to gain something that God has gave me then lose it because I'm getting out of his will. listen what Timothy charges. Timothy says in Timothy 1.17, King James Version, he says, I charge them that are rich in the world. So these are he's talking to rich people. He's talking to you when you're blessed. Now, I'm teaching you how to get things from God, but what God thinks about things when you do get them. Watch this. Timothy said, I charge you that are rich in the world that they not be high-minded. Nor trust in uncertain riches see god God wants to bless you with this, and God boy, this just matches what what God spoke to me today. God told me today, I was worried about my bills, and you know, I mean, we get bills, we get this, we get that, and then and then we worry, and God says, son, you know you you're weird, you can trust me with the little." But you can't trust me with a lot. And it ain't just that God was speaking to me. In Timothy it says right here, nor trust in uncertain riches. God don't want you to get so blessed that you trust in them riches more than you do him. He will always put you in a place to trust him. God sometimes will tell you to spend some money you don't even have so you can trust him. What am I saying? Credit cards, stuff like that. He's doing that because he wants you to trust in him, not that money. See, that money's not my source. Now, I'm not telling you go out and get some credit cards, max them all out. That ain't what I'm saying, guys. That's 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 no word, not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you feel a peace about something, and when that something's not there yet. See, faith is substance. hope for things unseen. See, we can't go by sight. We cannot go by sight or we can't. We got to go by what thus saith the Lord. And see, God told, God, God told me to build a church when I had $50. Why didn't God wait to tell me to build a church when I had the money to build a church? Because, my friend, God wants you to trust in him and rely on him to provide the source. God will never show you the source. He'll show you the thing to do without the source. Because God wants you to rely on him and don't trust in these riches. See, I got a Harley outside, I got a brand new car, but you know, we're human. We worry about things. We we when things get low, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to do? And God's saying right here, "Nor trust in uncertain riches." He don't want you to trust in these riches. Even though he's blessing you with these riches, don't trust in them. Because riches will not get you what God can get you. You got to understand. God gave you the thing. God's going to keep the thing. Come on. God gave you the thing. God's going to keep the thing. He says, nor trust in uncertain riches. But in the living God, he does not want you to trust in these riches. We get blessed. We want the car. We want the house. We want the jacuzzi. We want the hot tub. We want this. We want that. But when we do get it, we got it, and then we don't even trust God with it. We begin to worry when things slip out under our feet. We begin to worry God said, listen, I didn't give you these things to worry, son. I gave you these things to enjoy. See, you can't trust in them things because them things will perish, but me, I will never. As a matter of fact, if God is leading you to something and gives you a peace about something, I assure you, God is going to take care of that very thing. You just watch and see. See, we walk by faith. We don't walk by worry. We know it's going to get paid. We know it's going to get there. Everything's going to work out just like God said it would. Now, I'm not telling you to go get credit cards. I'm not telling you to go max out your banking account, walk by faith. I'm going to max all my cards out. That's not what I'm saying, folks. When you pray about something and God gives you a peace that passes all understanding and God's telling you, give you the green light on things, You need to go ahead and go and quit worrying about things. God's got you. As long as you acknowledge him in all your ways, he will direct your path. And that's the word of God. That's his logos word. He left that to us to rely on. But sometimes when we get to a place, we worry about things, and we think, well, Lord, how can I do this? Listen, you didn't do this in the beginning. You're not going to do it in the end. My God, this is powerful. But he's charging the rich people here. Timothy is. That they not be high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. See, my friend, you cannot trust in a house. You cannot trust in a car. You cannot trust in a motorcycle. You cannot trust in those riches. But you've got to learn to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not into your own understanding. See, God will bless you. But what I see so many times people do, God blesses them, but they get their eyes off of him, and that's a no-no. Because, my friend, let me tell you something more important than any. I always tell God, keep me out of myself, Lord. Keep me out of myself. Lord, if there's anything I've done against you, you let me know. Lord, if there's anything inside of me that you're not pleased with, let me know. God, get it out of me. Work on me. Do whatever you got to do, God. I will not, never want to offend you, Lord. I don't want you mad at me. I don't, and I constantly hear lately, I say that, and I pray that daily. I don't want you mad at me, Lord. I want favor in your eyes. I want you to look at me and say, this is my son and who I'm well pleased. And you know what God does in return? He, I mean, anything I desire, he wants me to have right then. Anything. I was going down the road freezing, and, and, and I was just trying to wait on chaps and, you know, all this stuff. God says, son, I don't want you out here in this cold freezing like that. Quit worrying about things. I got your back. Quit worrying about things. Do you understand what I'm saying? God don't want you to worry about things, folks. God's going to take care of you. You, if you take care of his business. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will what? Fulfill the desires of your heart. And my heart is taking care of his business. I want to take care of what God wants me to take care of first. So Timothy was charging the rich. But he said, do not trust in uncertain riches, but trust in the living God who gives us all richly all things to what? Enjoy. Enjoy. God gives you things to enjoy, but not worship. How do we know that we're enjoying things rather than worshiping things? Because it becomes more affection to you than God. You have no more time for God. You have no time to read your word. You have no time to pray and talk to him more than you do playing with your toys. Come on, somebody. See, God don't want you 24 hours wrapped up. I got a Harley out there. I ain't going to lie to you. I love that thing. I enjoy it. That's why I go to work on it every morning. I, I just enjoy riding it. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy it. But there comes a time where God wants me to say, okay, Jason, you know, you enjoyed the bike. Hey, hey, Marla, you enjoyed the bike. That's fine. But now there comes a time where you got to get busy. Doing what I called you to do. See, we run after things. God don't mind blessing you with things, but He don't want you to run after things, but run after Him. So I'm saying and, and I see so many so many people deny and disobey God. Watch this. Hello, Marla. I see so many people get blessed of God. And they worship the things that they've got blessed with more than they do God. They do. I I see it all the time. I see God bless people with spouses. They've been praying for a spouse. And and, and you know what? It seems like when they pray for a spouse, it seems like uh, uh, everything God told them to do, God told them to do, they no longer do no more. So here, here's, the, here's the dilemma here. Here's the dilemma. God don't mind blessing you with things as long as you determine what you enjoy rather than worship. Now what's the difference than worship and enjoyment? Enjoyment means I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to enjoy myself for just a little while, maybe a week or so. I, I'm going to just sit in the beach and just listen. I mean, listen to the wind. And me and my wife, we go on vacation every year, so we 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 go to enjoy ourselves. Enjoy enjoy the time we have. Enjoy the the freedom of just sitting there listening to the wind and the ocean. Just going, you know, that's enjoyment. We went. Parasailing and this time we enjoyed ourselves, but we didn't get to a point to say, okay, you know, uh, it, it's time for me to just ignore God. You know, that's my wife. I got up every morning down there, and I worshiped God, and I prayed to God every morning. I went out and did devotions and shared it with you guys. I don't. I don't go on vacation to forget God. Come on. I don't go on vacation to forget God, but I go on vacation to enjoy it. There's a difference. See, God gives us, and I just read it to you in Timothy, he who gives us richly all things to enjoy. So he said richly too. God wants you to enjoy your life. God God wants you to have every desire of your heart. That's right, Marley. Every morning I got out and did a devotion with you guys on that ocean. And, and God wants us to enjoy our life. And, guys, I'd like to take you guys with us sometimes, Marla. I mean, if you guys can go down, and I'm going to tell you the prettiest place I've ever been in my whole life was Destin, Destin, Florida. It, it was so beautiful down there. It It was so beautiful. I mean, just the atmosphere, you can feel God down there. And I would love to take a group of people and just enjoy ourselves, and go down there and just enjoy it. You know, we, we don't have to, and the thing is we can have devotion every morning on the beach and we can just enjoy God's creation. And see, that's why I like the ocean because I, I know God's on the ocean. You know what I'm saying? I know in, in the beginning God hovered upon that water. So I know he's around water, I know where God is, he likes mountains, so do I, he likes oceans, so do I, listen, you know why I like what God likes, because I made him his image and his likeness, he made me like that, so I like what my father likes, it's beautiful Marla, it's beautiful, we we were going to have a conference down there, and we may still do. I don't know when God's going to release that conference. We were going to take a bunch of people down there and have a conference, and I'd love to still do it myself. I would love to still do it myself, and we may do it. When God leads us, we may go down there with a group of people, and we may sit on the side of the beach and have church on the beach, and we might have revival sitting down there in Destin, <laughs> Destin Florida. We might just sit down there and have revival. Wouldn't hurt my feelings any. Wouldn't hurt my feelings. I'd start baptizing people in the ocean. You know what I'm saying? He really don't hurt my feelings. But see, God gives us things to enjoy. He wants you to enjoy your life. He don't want you stressed out all the time. You guys that ain't got kids, you guys that just... You know, you're sitting at home. Your kids are grown. You know, find you a hobby to get into, and that's why God let allowed me to get this bot because my kids are out of state right now. They're doing what they're doing, and, and, and the thing is, God says, "Son, I'm giving you a hobby to do. That way, you won't say so stressed out. See, God wants us stressful. God wants us. He don't want us to be stressed." He didn't make our bodies to be stressed. He made our bodies to enjoy life and enjoy the fullness thereof. God wants us to enjoy this life while we're here. The devil, on the other hand, will stress you out, and he wants, he wants, your, he wants everybody to get in your life and you know, shake, shake, shake. But God wants you to enjoy your life. Yes, sister, God is good all the time. And that's what we're talking about. He's good. And he, he wants to bless us, but the problem is, is so many people wants the blessings, but they but but they make the blessings their God. See, God don't want that. And God don't want you so blessed, and, and I read it in Timothy to you guys, he don't want, and that's what he's charging, the rich of this world. They be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches. So, See, God don't want you to trust in the the riches. He don't want you trust in them. That's why he wants you to pay your tithes. That's why he wants you to give 10%. Because that that shows him that you don't trust in them riches. He don't want you trust in them. I mean, he he stretches me all the time, Marla. He stretches me all the time. I mean, it's just like when I bought my truck out there. I, oh, Lord, I can't afford this. He said, who said? Mere you. And I tell you what, I've never missed a lick since I bought the thing. And and then he he tested me with a Harley outside. I I said, Lord, I can't afford that. He said, who said that, me or you? So see, God God will stretch us because he's wanting us to trust in him. I'm serious. I, I pray about everything I do, guys. And I'm not telling you guys to go get in debt. I'm not telling you guys... To, to to go out here and just max all your cards out. Okay, God, I'm trusting you. No, that's not what I'm saying. Everything I do, according to Scripture, the Bible says all things, listen, when you do things, pray about them first. And if you find a peace and keep having that peace, go with it. That's God telling you the okay He's going to help you. He's going to provide for you. He's going to get this thing done for you. you got to walk out on faith sometimes. Now, see, when I started my church down in Bremen, Georgia, God told me to go start a church for $50. Why didn't God tell me to go start a church now that I got all these credit cards and got this credit and everything? Why didn't you tell me now, Lord? He said, because if I told you then, because you you would rely on the credit cards besides me. Come on, somebody. See, God will always put you in a position to trust in him because, see, he don't want you trusting the riches. I just told you that in the word of God in in Timothy 6.17, 1 Timothy 6.17. He does not want you trusting in these riches. He don't want you trusting in these riches. You know why? Because these riches can't help you, but he can. Let Let me share something with you, too. God is so rich. The Bible says he owns a 1,000 cattle in a field. The Bible says that God is, God is so rich that, that, that the fullness of the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Listen, God is so rich, my friend, Bill Gates ain't got nothing on God. Neither does Walmart. They ain't got nothing on God. The richest person on this world ain't got nothing on God because you know what? God owns it all. He's got the fullness thereof. Listen, he's the one that owns it all. He's the one that gave man power to get wealth in the beginning. Listen, the Bible says God giveth power to get wealth. Listen, God gives you power to even breathe. God gives you food on your table. God gives you shelter over your head. God gives you everything. He owns it all. So why not trust in the one that can give you everything? See, Solomon found that out. King Solomon said, Lord, I don't want that palace, I want you. That's basically what King Solomon was saying. He said it in these layman terms. He said, "Lord, I want uh, I want the uh discernment between good and evil." What he was really saying, what he was really saying was this. "Lord, I don't want the palace, I want you." Because who knows good and evil, God. He knows good and evil. Wasn't that was the same temptation that Satan tempted Eve with? He said, oh, if you're about this fruit, you'll be like us as gods. Like who? Who was he talking about? Us. Who, who's he talking about us? See, he's talking about God and him knowing good and evil. See, see God, God didn't want us to know certain things or he would have told us. See, God don't want you to know everything. Because if God wants you to know everything, then you'll be like Satan fighting pride and say, you you know what, God done told me everything anyways. I don't need to know no more, so I, I can do this thing on my own now. But see, God wants you to trust in him. Ain't that wonderful? He wants you to lean on him. He wants you to trust him. He wants you to rely on him. Other than Satan said, you know what? I don't have to rely on God no more. I can do this thing. I go build my own kingdom. And guess what happened? God kicked his honey end out of heaven. He's gone. When you get to a place in your life, when you don't rely on God anymore, you're in a wrong place. So does God tell you to do certain things? Yeah. Does he tell you to do scary stuff like start a church with $50 to your name? Yeah. He tells you to. Why does God do that? Because, my friend, he wants you to rely on him instead of the source. My God. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. I will give you a testimony right quick. When I started this church with $50, here's what happened in the process. I went up to the lady of the building. She said, Jason, I tell you what, I feel God on this. I'm going to pay the rent of this church up for three whole months. And then all of a sudden, uh, she said, do you got any followers? I said, well, maybe one. And and in the matter of weeks, guys, in the matter of maybe a month or so, that church filled up to 80-something people. Tell me God can't do it. I'm telling you, God can do it when you rely on him. Listen, you got to rely on him, though. You can't rely on your own abilities. you got to rely on him and trust in him. And then when we got in the church, I said, God, you know, we need some chairs. The people got to sit in chairs. They can't stand up, Lord. And God began to tell me, said, what kind of chairs you want? And I went and found the cheapest chairs. That's what we do, right? We go to the uh, blue light special. You know, we go to the, uh, my wife likes that, um. Uh, Uh, the good, the goodwill. Yes. She likes the goodwill. So we go to the goodwill to try to save a dollar, right? We try to be cheap. And then, and I, and God spoke to me again. He said, son, is that really what you want? I said, Lord, not really. I I like the nice chairs right here online. So I got online and I started searching for some nice chairs for the church. And God said, okay. He said, do you want them? I said, Lord, I'd love to have them. I, I don't have no problem with it. He said, okay, I want you. This is what instruction he gave me. He said, okay, I want you to print off a little little piece of square paper and put that same cheer on there. And I said, I want you to raffle them tickets off. I want you to get people to donate a cheer to your church, sell a cheer to church. So they were $46 a cheer. Watch this, guys. I'm fixing to show you what God can do. Forty-six dollars a cheer, so I took a picture of the cheer and put it on a print off, and I would pass it out. I'd go down uh, to uh, businesses and ask them, "Do they want to donate a cheer to the church?" I sold six hundred and fifty dollars. They donated to our church of this cheers. Now, watch this. So, my secretary that stood up and told me she wanted to be secretary of the church. She walked up to me with a seventeen hundred dollar check to finish it off, and it was exactly minded we needed for those fifty cheers that we picked out online that God said we could have. Tell me God can't do it. Tell me God can't do it, he'll do it. Why? Because you're relying on him instead of yourself. And why why wouldn't God give me the little fold up chairs and the little the metal chairs? To the see, we limit God. That's what we do. We limit God. We we what we do. We got things in our mind. We're trying to save a dollar, right? We trying to control this financial. And God said, "Quit. You're not in control." And see, the problem with you is is you, 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 you're used to you, you're, you're used to all this small mentality thinking way. You're used to saving a dollar bill. And God said, you know what? You need to come up where I need where, where I am. Come on, somebody got to hear this tonight. This is going right over y'all's head. But you know what? I hope it hits right in your heart. You know why? Because the Bible says God thinks different than we think. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are different than our ways. So God's got, watch this. If God, God owns a thousand cattle on a hill. If God owns everything on this earth. Now you, you're dealing with a God. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fishing to set you in position tonight to be blessed. Come on, somebody. I, I, God is fishing to bless somebody tonight. <coughs> You have to set yourself in a position. And God said, so as a man thinks, so shall what he be. Watch this. If you think small, you receive small. Come on. God said, you need to get out of your small thinking because I got something bigger for you than what you're biting off. Come on, guys. Come on. We need to change the way we think about things. You are dealing with a God that has gold, pure gold and rubies, and I can show you this in Revelation, pure gold and rubies in his stomach. I can show you the ruby, and and I can show you everything in Revelation that John saw around his throne. And I can tell you some of the stuff he saw, it's worth more than the money can buy. I'm telling you, it is more richer than, than money can even buy. I'm telling you, Jesus was not poor, guys. There's nothing poor about Jesus. I don't know where we get this mentality, Jesus was poor. We we need to be poor like Jesus. Listen, Jesus became poor that we may become rich. But God don't want riches to to change your mind to a high minded. Like your stuff don't stink. See, that's what I'm saying. God's attitude with people that gets blessed. I'm gonna tell you, I've, I've seen church people. You know, they used to be the most humblest person that had talked to anybody in the world. But when God started blessing them with a lot of money, it seemed like they don't even want to even talk to you or even look at you. And I can, I, I can. I'm not gonna say any names tonight, but I know some people like this, and they church folks. Let me tell you what I've asked God yesterday. I said, God, never, never let me get like that right over there. Never. Because I don't want to be high-minded. I don't want to be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm too good to be on this world. I, you, know, you can't hang with me because you ain't got millions in the bank. You can't hang with me because you you ain't got a nice home. You can't Listen, I don't care who you are, what you got. You can come over at my table anytime. You know why? Because I never forget where God's brought me from. That's the reason why God can't bless some of these folks. Because their attitude stinks and it changes. He does not want you to be high minded. See, God comes down to you, and God lives in a million dollar mansion. Did not Jesus say that? For in my Father's house there's many mansions. He didn't say trailer parks, there's no trailer parks in heaven. Come on, guys. And I had a fella tell me the other day, well, well, I, you know, well, you, you know, I'm gonna wait till I get to heaven on the streets of gold. I'm not, because I'm gonna get my stuff down here right now. I'm gonna live in the streets of gold down here right now. Baby, I serve a God that can do it seatedly and abundantly above I can ask or even think. Don't tell me he can't do it. But the problem is, say Jason, why don't why am I walking in this? Because you're not walking in this because you love money more than you do God. Come on, you love money more than you do God. How can I prove that? Because every time I start talking about a little money to give to the ministry to build His kingdom down here on the earth, and what is the kingdom? What is the kingdom? Joy and peace and power in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom. We're trying to build that in people. God wants you to have joy, peace, and the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom. You enable us to do these things. Guys, I ain't supposed to be working a job. God showed me years ago I'm not supposed to be working a job, but I don't mind working a job. Don't bother me. I don't have arrogance. Like I, I don't want to work. I'd rather preach, and you know, you know I, don't, I don't care to get my hands dirty. But I would rather be here ministering to you guys twenty-four hours a day. But I can't. Why? Because I have to go to work. To provide for this ministry when other people need to be divided for this ministry, too, like God has commanded them to, and they'll be blessed. A lot of people, spring givers. You know what I'm saying? They spring here, spring there. They give when they want to and give when they're not. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, and that's why why your finances are doing the same thing because you're a spring giver. God showed me spring givers yesterday. He said, Jason, they come, they go, they give, they give, give when they want to, give when they're not. Listen, God wants somebody faithful, and God wants somebody true, and God wants somebody to give. to Listen, so this kingdom can be built this kingdom can be built. You can't be a spring giver. You got you got to obey God and say, God, you know what? I'm going to do and I, I'm going to be faithful with this and I'm going to sow will you tell me to sow don't be a spring giver. A spring giver sows here, sows there. They have no home. They have no roots. They have nothing. And you know what? When a flower does not have roots, it will never grow. That's why you never grow. You're here. You're there. You're here. You're there. You pop here. You pop there. You know what? You're everywhere, right? And I'm going to tell you something. I've never seen a flower grow here and over there and over here, there, there. See, God wants you planted by still waters. What is he saying? He wants you to get down and say, God, where do you you want me to grow at? Where do you want me to sow at? Wherever he wants you to sow, that's where he wants you to grow. So wherever you're growing at, that's where you need to be sowing at. Why? Because God said, if you ain't growing, you ain't going. My God, I don't know who that was for, but I shared it anyways. All I can tell you this guys is this. I know some people used to tell me in my ministry, "Oh, Jason, you got the Harley. Oh, Jason, you got this. Oh, Jason, you got that." And and, and you spending all this money. It ain't none of your business where I spend my money. Let me tell you something. I've gave more. I've gave truckloads to ministries more than you ever would even start to give. I do what God tells me. Do you leave me alone? I had this one woman come, I I don't mind giving you ministry, Jason, but I got to see where everything's going. I said, well, good. Keep your money, and look, hit the door. I don't need you here. God don't need you here. I don't need a dictator. God called me to this ministry. You didn't. If God's commanding you to give, that's you and God. That ain't me and you. So, no, I don't, I don't need a dictator. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't need a dictator to tell me what to do in the ministry. I, no, I don't run my ministry with a board. I don't believe in a board. Jesus never had a board, neither do I. Nobody knows where this money's going in the ministry. Do I mind showing you? I don't care. you you see what you want to see. But you're still not going to tell me where to put the money. Why? Because God put me in charge. And if you don't believe God sent me to you, then you need to get the heck out of here. That's all I got to tell you. So no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And no, I don't tiptoe. And no, I I don't. Uh, I don't tiptoe around people because they give tithes to this ministry. I've had people give tithes to my ministry plenty of times. I told them, I said, "Brother, let me tell you something. I've never preached for that money. You hear what I'm saying? Because the Bible tells me I'm, I'm supposed to be willing and not filthy lucre. And you know what that means? That means that I'm I'm preaching for money. I ain't preaching for no money. I could care less because I give more than you owe. care about your money. You can throw all the money you want man. me. You can throw a million dollars at me. I will never stop disobeying God or obeying God just because to make you happy so you'll stop. And I've seen preachers do this too. Guys I want to tell you something. I don't tolerate that foolishness. I don't. I tell I, I've told many people that give to my ministry. I say so you think I'm going to sit here and lick your tail because you give to my ministry. I don't think so. I do not think so. You can take your money, go on down the road. Because here we're going to do what God, thus saith the Lord. And you know what? God, If God has commanded you to give, then you know what? It ain't me that commanded you to give. It was God. So no, if it's a command from God, God will take care of his business with you. And you know what? That business with me and you don't have nothing to do with God's business with him and you. So there you go. So, no, I don't, I don't run a board in this ministry. I will never run a board in this ministry. I will never run a board in this ministry because that's what's wrong with ministries today. They got board people running the church when God has called the pastor to run the church. And no, you not, you're not going to, listen, I'll put people where God tells me to put people in the church. You don't. You don't dictate me. I'm the man of this house. And that's where it needs to be. And that's where it needs to stay. That's why I told Penny the other day, I said, I love my ministry now. You know why? Because ain't nobody going to dictate me what to do in my ministry. I'm telling you, God gave me this ministry. He entrusted me with this ministry. And, and you know what? If you're going to dictate me, you know, just, just go on down the road because I'm not going to tolerate that foolishness. I'm not. If God's laid it on your heart to give, that's between you and God. But you to come to my office or you to come to me and say, Jason, you know what, I I need to know where this money's going. It ain't none of your business. Because when it leaves your hand, watch what I'm saying here. And I hope this is going on the radio too. And it is. It's going on our radio station and it's also going to our podcast. But I'm going to tell you something. When it leaves your hand, listen to this, I'm about finished. When it leaves your hand, my friend, it becomes you and God's business, not me and you. You don't worry about what I do with the money because what I do with the money, I'm accountable to God. And if I'm doing so wrong with the money, God God will work it out with me. Believe me. And you know, these same people, they don't understand I've had people I've had people tell me some crazy stuff in the ministry and I was one given more than everybody in the ministry. I can't tell you the truckloads of stuff I've gave to this ministry. I can't tell you the sacrifices I've made for this ministry. Has God blessed me for it you better believe it. You better believe it. I'm gonna tell you something guys. Now, I'm just going to be transparent. You see this right here. These things were 10, 10, $10 for almost, I think they cost $375 for just 10 of these made. $375. Now, was I doing that for my health? No, I wasn't doing it for my health. I was doing it because God has laid it on our heart to start a motorcycle ministry, and it's it's still going. It's still going. I buy stuff like Miracle Water. I got T-shirts out there, gobs of them. God told me to buy T-shirts and start ministering and start witness to people with T-shirts. I, I bought them. I got cameras back here I've spent gore loads of money on. Ask my wife. I got a Canon camera back here, probably about two or $3,000 camera. I got other cameras in there, $400 cameras. I, I got this Roadcaster that which is, um, I mean, I can go on and on, but God has provided for this ministry, and I keep on doing what God tells me to do. I, I'm going to say it, guys. I'm going to give you an opportunity tonight, and I heard this from a woman that come to my church. Her name is Elizabeth. And she wrote a book, Lord, How Can I Bless You? I never will forget this. I still got the book in there. She wrote my name in it. She runs a worldwide ministry with orphan kids. And she's in full-time ministry too. She's been in full-time ministry for quite some time. God's, when I read that book this lady wrote, Lord, How Can I Bless You? She looked at me. She said, Jason, let me tell you something, son. Every time you give an offering, every time you allow the people to take up an offering, you're giving them an opportunity to be blessed. And what was she talking about? She was talking about Philippians 4. Hello, Bella Harris. She was talking about Philippians 4, where it talks about Paul said, I'm not trying to get something from you, but I'm trying to get something to you. I'm gonna tell you something, my friend. I wanna challenge you something. We're fixing to do a event in uh, Fill the Woods up here in Murphy, North Carolina, in March 26th of 2022. We've already planned it. I'm fe- I, I'm, I'm fixing to print out uh, things and be advertising it. We're we're gonna do a chili cook off. Uh, we're also gonna sell. Well, hopefully Boston butts. I'm not sure. Full Throttle Ministry from Blairsville. Georgia's going to, but if you guys want to come, if y'all are close to fill of the woods, uh, God laid it on my heart to do an event there. I don't know. We're going to have preaching, singing, a box show for the um, for our motorcycle ministry. God laid it on my heart to do our first event there. And they, he, he did. He laid it on my heart. We may even baptize people in their baptism pulpit. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there that day. I can tell you this, all the proceeds we we raised money for that day go to fill the woods. We won't take a dime. We will not take one cent. Why? Because God laid it on my heart with fill the woods because he took me back when I was in vacation Bible school when I was eight years old and fill the woods. And we used to go up there and fill the woods when I was in vacation Bible school when I was a kid. That place is very old, and God said, that's a secret. This is what God spoke to me. He said, that place up there is sacred to me, son. And it's 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 it needs to be redone. It's 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 going down, guys. I mean, I'm talking about I don't I don't know if they're going out of business. Of course, I don't think it's going out of business. But God said, I need some people up here to rebuild, fill the woods. And make it greater than it ever has been. He said, "I love that land up there, son. I, I love the house, I love the Ten Commandments on the side of the building. I mean, on the side of the hill they put for me and everything." I said, "Lord, okay. What do you want us to do?" He said, "I want you to go up there and do the first events. I want all the proceeds to go to fill the woods." I said, okay, God, we'll do it. So, guys, we got all them events coming up. If you if you want to donate to this, we'll put just put Phil of the Woods on it. If you want to go ahead and start donating to them, that's fine. I believe doing the work of God. I believe it. All right, my friends, that's all I have.